Are you ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic. They are treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, we've got a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure. Peanut Butter M&Ms. They're just another way to help treat ourselves in situations where we deserve a little added delight. Like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness with Peanut Butter M&Ms. Let's spread some positivity from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stage and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. Hey, L.A. bound thrill seekers. It's Chelsea Handler, your fearless guide to the city of angels. Brace yourselves for a wild ride exploring the diverse food scene from taco trucks to Michelin stars like Pizzana or Leo's Tacos. Seeking serenity? Immerse yourself in soul-soothing moments with captivating sunsets at Griffith Observatory, rooftop yoga, and a stroll through the Getty Gardens. Your soul will thank you for this enchanting escape. Buckle up for the L.A. roller coaster and embark on the adventure at discoverla.com. Chelsea Handler signing off, urging you to savor every moment. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not a sharp. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long. Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support at every price point. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, Catherine. Oh, hello, Chelsea. Okay, so we are at the end of November, which means it's almost December. It's al- Has this year gone so fast for you? Yeah. When I'm touring, things go by pretty quickly. I'm sure. Do you just, like, blink and you are home again after months? Yeah. I mean, it's just been so crazy. Vanessa, the woman who opens for me. I mean, I, I say woman, but she's more of a baby. <laughs> I consider her to be my baby. I mean, she's, she's She says she's 38, but whatever. I don't believe it. That means I had her when I was 12. Mm. No. 38. I had her when I was 10. That one must have been rough. (laughs) Anyway, she's become ridiculous on tour and her behavior is astonishing. So, I mean, I just don't even. Do you have do you have receipts? Do you have examples? I have a lot of video footage of her shoplifting and out of the (gasps) green room. She takes stuff from the green room. She goes grocery shopping. I mean, it's not really shoplifting, (laughs) but it's just helping herself. She goes through the green room and literally does her grocery shopping through the green room. Like she's like, oh, here's an orange, an apple. Here's (laughs) like a brick of cheddar. And then she just puts it in her purse. And then like, I'll be like, hey, do you have an edible? And she's like, takes out an orange, an (laughs) apple, a banana. She had like bags of nuts. I'm like, are you, is this, are you treating this like a United flight? Like, I mean, anyway, I don't know. I kind of approve. She is I like ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, we have had a really ridiculous time. And she's very hard not to like cuddle and tickle, you I know, bet. because she's just so adorable. But I have to keep my hands off of her because she's she's going to claim allegations against workplace. me. Workplace. Workplace, yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not good at that stuff. I'm just too affectionate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our guest today does stand up, but she didn't always do stand up. And she talked about like... The first time she did stand-up, she was like, oh, wait, this is totally for me. Did you feel that way when you started? No, no. I was just like, oh, my God, this is going to give me so much diarrhea. (laughs) Like, it was so (laughs) nerve-wracking. And just I just couldn't. 
Uh, yeah, stand-up is scary. Yeah. I mean, I'm so grateful I'm at a place where I feel so in control of what I'm doing and I know how to handle myself. But stand-up in the beginning is very scary. When people, like, people are addicted. There are stand-ups who are addicted to being on stage and mm. and that can not get off stage. Mm-hmm. And then there are stand-ups who are just like, you know, I, I'm not like that. I'm not like I have to be on stage for two hours right. or I have to go do five sets when I have a week off. I, I feel nothing like that. Yeah. But when I am on stage, I love it. And I love, you know, telling a story for beginning to end, yeah. which is basically what my stand-up is, storytelling. Yeah. I mean, I loved it, but I was it was so scary that the scary kind of was commensurate to mm-hmm. the joy. Well, and I feel like, especially for people who are starting out, like, you go into a room where stand-up is being performed, and, like, it's almost like the audience is, like, daring you to fail, you know, in small rooms or with starting comedians. I, I feel like it must be so difficult to start. It is. But a good thing for everyone to remember is if you're if you're doing that and this applies to anything like when you have a fucking great attitude and you get Mm. on stage and you're beaming, it is infectious to the audience. Mm -hmm. So if you have a great attitude and you're feeling positive and you're happy, you're going to do great. Everything's going to go great because even if you tell a joke that bombs, your disposition will be so fun and happy Mm -hmm. (laughs) that it doesn't matter. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You can laugh with the audience about not getting laughs. Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea, should we get to our guest? You can find our guest today on her podcast, Burner Phone and Giggly Squad. Tickets for her comedy tour are available at hannahburner.com. Please welcome comedian, podcast host, and digital creator, Hannah Burner. Okay, Hannah, we both have the same publicist, so we have like three publicists that are on. Yeah, and they're like, don't say anything, so we're not allowed to say anything today. And I told them, like, I mean, they must just be listening to this to just, you know, not have to do anything for the hour. Maybe they like us. Well, they do, they do. I love, this is my, first of all, my PR team and your PR team are the best PR teams. No, they're for the girls. I have never been, I've been through so many publicists in this town, and, you know, I do have a difficult personality, but (laughs) this is the best publicity team I've ever worked with. But you're a self-aware queen. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. said good things about you because I wanted the tea. I was like, Chelsea, is she a monster? What's and they no. were like, we're obsessed with her. Yeah, no, I'm a good girl. Yeah, she's yeah. good. Yeah, I take care of my people and my people take care of me. So I also have to tell you, we've met before. Oh shit. And, this no, happens all the time. No, but it's not an embarrassing thing. Like you missed me. Oh. Right after college, years ago. When that, how old are you? I'm thirty two. Okay. So ten years ago. So I was on the <laughs> tennis team. Oh, so you're I a tennis player. Yeah. They didn't let you take too many classes. So after college, I was teaching tennis that summer in Shelter Island. Oh, oh my God. I took a tennis class with you. We played doubles together, babe. With Andre Balage. So he wasn't there, oh. your, your ex-boy toy. I was getting paid by my sugar grandpa to play doubles with these older men. Sugar grandpa? I call what him is, my sugar grandpa. Does that mean you were dating him? Or no, but you're... he was giving me too much money to play tennis. Like, for a young 22-year-old, it was like $200 for an hour. Oh, yeah. That was like lawyer Sweet money. Deal. No, I know. Because yeah. they didn't pay, but anyway, so I had to play doubles with these old men. And he goes, oh, Chelsea's coming today. And I didn't know who you, who Chelsea was. Mm. And you show up, and I'm like, oh, um... As a Chelsea Lately fan, I was like, this is an awesome morning that I didn't anticipate. And you turn to me and you go, let's fucking beat these boys. <laughs> and, I got, and I got so nervous. I like double faulted. And you were like, no, it's okay. And then we just demolished them. And then I never saw you again. And I was like, Chelsea and I kicked ass. So that was oh, 10 tennis years ago. Oh, tennis sounds so good right now. I know. Tennis is like cool now. It wasn't cool when I was a kid. No, tennis is cool now. You know, well, pickleball is trying to be cool, but I wish pickleball would just t- shut the fuck up for two seconds. <laughs> I say pickleball's Every, a cult. Everyone wants to talk about pickleball all the time. It is. It's cult. 
cult like? It's cult that you stop talking to your family. You only talk. You only dress in pickleball outfits and any talk of sports right now, guys. You have to know that I had knee surgery, and any talk of sports is like it hurts my knee because I'm so <laughs> excited. No, I got my knee fixed so that I can ski this yes. week. Uh, this week, <laughs> this winter, I'm I'm an avid skier, so no, I got no. my knee f- scoped out, and then I went home, and I was all hopped up on medication <laughs> and anesthesiology. <laughs> And I was feeling great, but then you wake up and you're like, fuck, I can't take all this Medicaid. You feel yeah. like your body is so polluted. Yeah, you just and want bloated, weed. Uh, bloated, like from all of the fluids they put you. I'm mm. like, cool it with the fluid IV. Like, I don't need that much fluid. No, you're like an Olympic athlete that needs to be ready for her I know. gold season. So I had to limp in here like Limp biscuit and um, <laughs> to meet with you. But I'm happy that you're here in person in New York City. No, thank you. This is like such an honor. But I also, my husband who I brought I up think, earlier. I can't believe you're married. I know, Why? it's very off-brand. Oh, yeah, he's it like, is. He's an older, you like... don't strike me as someone who would be married when I watch <laughs> your videos online, which are very funny, by the way. Thank you. You're really funny. Thank I like you. your attitude and your shtick. I think you paved the way for me. Oh, well, that's... But yeah, getting married was not a plan. It happened during the pandemic. I met an older man. He's very tired. How old is he? 47. Oh, oh. And he likes to golf. He likes to ski. He likes to chill. Uh, how did you meet him during the pandemic when you're supposed to stay six feet apart from people? <laughs> um, he DM'd me because uh-huh. I was in Shelter Island and he was in like West Hampton. He was like, do you want to get coffee? How did he know you? Through the comedy world, but he lived in Ireland. He actually... Small world, he's friends with Ursula Carlson, and they were working on a script once. Oh, yeah. Like, I know Ursula. Of so course. Des she's is my fucking husband. hilarious. She's the fucking best. Oh, she's from New Zealand, yes. right? She's anyone ri- from New Zealand makes me laugh, yeah, but well, she's, she's ridiculous. Next level. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't wait till the States discovers her. I know. We tried to do a show with her, I think. I don't remember what so happened. So he was on the show with her. He was oh. like the co-writer. Oh, that's funny. Wow. We have all, all these hus- little... So you dated my husband before. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we... We got engaged in like six months, and it was kind of like I decenter men from my life. You what? Decenter men. Decenter men. Okay. As in, like you don't make any decisions based on men. Right. I see. Well, I like that phrasing. I've never heard that before. Decenter men. I think the Gen Z girlies are saying it, but I think you really live by that. Like you do what makes you happy, brings you joy, and if people come, great. And if they don't, who gives a fuck? Mm, But you're not gonna force or change things or act or, or be. The word desperate is very, uh, you know, when people—I find things to be very desperate sometimes when mm-hmm. people talk, when people are searching so hard to find someone. Yeah. There's a desperation to it. And it's like if you really were happy with yourself and you can get to a place where you are really, really happy, it's totally fine to want to meet somebody. But to have that be like your main objective feels like you're missing a piece of the pie. Like you betray who you are to make someone like you. Or you know when you have a full plan of like how to run into somebody? Like I have a yeah. full chart yeah. where I'm yes. like, okay, he's going to, you know, have to go to the bathroom yeah. at this time and I'm going to run into him. And sometimes you do get the guy and then you're like, fuck, like this isn't me. I forced this and I don't like who I am with him. Well, also, well, that, of course... But that's, you know, listen, in our 20s, we act like idiots because that's what we're supposed to be doing. And you can obsess and crave. And I mean, even sometimes in your 30s. Yeah. And a lot of my 30s, it wasn't until my 40s that I had enough self-confidence that I'm like, 
wait, I don't care if you like me first. That's not enough for me to like you back. I know. The second you hear someone liked you, I'm like, he's like cool. He could be a little gremlin. And I'm like, he's funny. I have an experiment that I've been trying out with myself for a while now where I don't, even if it's non-sexual, you know, like just a person or another celebrity or, or a regular person, just because they dislike me doesn't mean I don't like them. You know what I mean? Ooh, like that's fucking powerful. I, I'm like, well, your opinion of me has nothing to do with me anyway, so I can still like you if you don't like me. It's like a troll comments and you go, I love your sweater. Yeah. I love your sweater and your profile picture. You're gorgeous. You're stunning. But sometimes it also doesn't have to do with you. They're mm-hmm. projecting their shit. So anyway, this guy came along and it was at a time in my life I was very focused on myself and I was like, this is nice. And it's, it's nice to have a husband in a way, like, obviously all not all husbands are the same. Different ratings per husband, but he I don't have to stress about dating it's kind of like okay check I have this like partner in crime Mm -hmm. and now I could focus on myself and he's very like I'm very I'm on the road all the time like I've never seen him that's right you're on tour I haven't seen him forever do you like being on the road I like being on the road because my apartment's a mess so I walk into a hotel room and I'm like Mm. a monster I'm like why did no one clean these towels yeah (laughs) and I'm like I love living that simple life I also like saying I'm on the road and people leave me alone Uh uh-huh it's a great way to get out of shit I'm just napping like I'm napping from two to five, and mm-hmm. then I go on stage. I wish I could nap. I can't nap. It's a gift. It is. I, I don't know why I don't have that gene, but if I take a nap, first of all, if I took a three-hour nap, <laughs> I would be dead when I woke up. No, I, am. I get up early, and I need, and I even when I'm tired, I just cannot sleep during the day. It doesn't matter what is going on. Well, I was telling our PR team, I was like, don't put me on anything before like 10 a.m. because I'm a big sleeper. I also, I think I deal with some depression where like, I mean, I could fall asleep anywhere. And so it's almost nice for me to rest. But then, yeah, I don't know what state I'm in. I don't know where I am. But the adrenaline hits me when I get on stage. Yeah. But I enjoy the road, but I'm also lucky now that I'm, like, I'm doing theaters now where women, I mean, we could talk forever about this, but, like, being a woman on the road is difficult. Mm. It's difficult being alone, especially if you're, like, can't afford Ubers or you're just, you're put in a lot of awkward situations that aren't ideal. Can you not afford Ubers? Now I can. Yeah, I mean, if so you're playing good. theaters, no, yeah. you should definitely be But I'm be saying back in the Uber. day, like, girls starting in comedy, yes, it's, it's very, like, unsafe yeah. a lot of the no, time. No, it is unsafe. It is unsafe. I never drew, I bet we didn't even have Ubers when I started. We, <laughs> I just drove myself everywhere. So I'm from New York City, so I don't even have a license. I couldn't have made it in comedy 10 years ago because I don't have a license. I would have, like, walked on the highway to my gigs. Oh, well, yeah. Well, can't you take the train or the subway? Oh, gosh. Yeah, That's, I know. like, difficult. Well, a lot of I, admin planning. I, oh, listen. All I do is admin all day long. That's what I do in my hotel that I stay in in New York. They have a club lounge. Uh-huh. And I always tell my assistant from 5 to 7, which is happy hour, I'm like, I have to go upstairs and do admin. No, the and amount I, of planes and hotels. and You mess up one thing. It's your name on the bill. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a miracle we made it here today. It is a miracle. Thank God. <laughs> Especially with for your, small miracles. Or big knee. ones. Yeah, and my janky knee that I'm rubbing right now. It looks like I'm <laughs> masturbating under the table, but I'm just soothing myself. I'm self-soothing. But I want to say with this, I love that, with this older man, he loves skiing. And I'm an athlete, but I never skied before. You never skied? I never, I wasn't allowed to because of tennis. Oh, oh My parents would be like, God forbid you get injured, oh, right, you right, can't, right, whatever. It is. I've never. Tennis. Renee Stubbs. You mentioned Renee Stubbs when we came in. Yes. Okay, let's talk about Renee Stubbs because she's a friend of mine. Is she a friend of yours? She makes her way around Manhattan in a way I've never seen. I have had more people come up to me going, I know you're friends with (laughs) Renee Stubbs. I'm like, what is Renee Stubbs walking around with a fucking sign that says I'm friends with Chelsea Handler? Renee Stubbs is part of, I call it the power lesbian community of New York City. Oh, yes. And I'm trying to rub shoulders with that. I Uh think the lesbians, I think they push the door down for Mm. the straights Mm -hmm. because they don't give a fuck what. 
most what men think. Right. And they just do it. So I was talking to her on a tennis show. And she's like, oh, comedian, I know Chelsea Handler. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard of her as a comic. And I messaged her this morning. I was like, any advice? And she's like, you know, in her Australian accent over text, just be yourself, you know, treat her like your sister. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. Thank you. I don't know what that means. I'm seeing that. I'm seeing Renee, that big lesbian, tomorrow night for dinner. The, there's drama in the lesbian world too Oh, no, now. no. There's Listen, the lesbians are taking me. They are trying to capture <laughs> lesbian me. Lesbian TikTok? Are you on it? No. It's wild. No. What's going on on lesbian TikTok? All sorts of drama. I can't go online right now. It's too upsetting. I, I can't yeah. look at social media right no, now during I know. these difficult times. I'm pretending the lesbian drama is like— I, Is your world an epicenter. That's the only thing that's going on. Right. You have I, to distract yourself. So you, how long into dating your husband did you realize that you were going to marry him? You were like, I'm in love with you. Good would, question. Do you think you would have married him had it not been for COVID? Great question. All valid questions. Yeah, questions I, you should be asking you. <laughs> questions that now I'm regretting not thinking about. No, I, my parents got engaged in four months. So I had this like fake love story in my head that like that's how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Like if I was with a guy for a year, I'm like, this isn't magical. He's not the one. Right. So during, honestly, early on, he kind of was like, yeah, I want to marry you. I think he was... And at first, I'm like, classic, he's a comedian. So I was like, oh, he's probably a comedian oh, narcissist. He is. And is I, he Irish? Or he, he grew just up lived... in Queens, and oh. then he lived in Ireland since he was 14. Oh, okay. So he became a big comedian in Ireland. Oh. But now he's back because of COVID. And it was kind of this, like, we'll see. I've never dated an older guy. Could be like a creepy uncle. Like, you never know. Uh-huh. Uncle Gary. <laughs> <laughs> That's every creepy uncle's name is Gary. Yeah, you change it to Gary even if it's yeah, not. Gary's not not a hot name. I <laughs> named a dog Gary and I had to return him. <laughs> so, yeah, we we hit it off and I got engaged in six months. But it was COVID time, so I say it's dog years. You times seven. And to be perfectly blunt, you know, he was at a time in his life where, like, he wasn't touring anymore. But now, like, he just enables me. He literally said, like, I want to chill. I don't care about the fame or the money. Like... I'm tired. I just, you can go work. And I was like, that's oh, a dream. Well, yeah. I, like, yeah. It's better than sex. Tell me yeah. that every night. And do you guys have a lot of sex? We do. That's good. Because I think we're not, we're not roommates. We don't see each other that yeah, often. Yeah, I think that's the key ingredient for all relationships is you can't see each other. I have to, I just had to inject myself in my thigh this morning <laughs> with something that is going to help with my sex drive because... <laughs> I have, like, no desire to fuck anyone, and I've been keeping going—I keep going on these kind of quasi-dates or, like, going out with guys, trying to drum up some business, and then I'm, like, looking at them going, I just want to be in my bed. Like, I don't even want to fuck you. And I'm like, something's wrong with me, and I can't take testosterone because my hair thinned (laughs) the last time I took that, and I—it's not like I'm going to be bald and horny. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of that fucking combo platter? So I was like, forget it. So I went to my—yeah, and get back knee. So I went to my anti-aging doctor, and I was like, listen, you got to give me something for sex drive because I don't think I have it. I'm like, yeah. I've tried to have sex like three times Because you were really month. horny when you were younger. Well, no, not horny, <laughs> but like I could get excited. I'm not, I, I've never been boy crazy. That's not my personality. But I do want to. I love that about you. But also it's like, wait, why do we have so much pressure? Like, you know, if I go a few months without having sex, I'm like, oh shit, I better have sex. And it's like, why? Why do I need to have sex? But no. apparently I think I do. So anyway, I injected myself this morning with some thiamosin or I don't know what the fuck it's called. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if that drums up any sexual feelings for me because... Well, people don't talk about how sex is oftentimes a bad experience, especially when it's like a new guy or yeah, something. Yeah, it's awkward. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. And I'm like, I my night would have been better without it. Right. I think it's for us. And I always said I didn't want to be with a comic because I've been with a comic before and it wasn't great. But with him, I was... We really... Like, he—I respect him mentally. 
which is crazy to yeah, think. But like, right. it's like you need to find someone that their love language is laughter with you and you feel excited about like riffing with them. And that's like your foreplay. That's the uh-huh. hotness. Like m- we talk on the phone a lot. That's like our thing. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I need to fuck you now. It's like. Right. Talking, we just talk. We don't we don't shut up. And does he work now at all? He's or? working. He's still doing comedy and uh-huh. stuff. We have podcasts together, burner phone. Oh, that's together with him. Yeah, okay. so he's good. But I just I just want him to like be confident enough to like let me do my thing and yeah. support me. And he's he is. So. Yeah, that's important because a lot of men come across as like they are confident or they see are seemingly confident, and then when it comes down to it, they're fucking paranoid. They're jealous. They're not confident. Yeah, and then you're like, I just want to love you, and yeah. they're acting weird towards you, and then you realize you have to baby them and be like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, the distance is very important for any independent woman because it is so annoying to have to spend every single second with somebody, and I also don't appreciate having to FaceTime with people. On, oh, we don't when, FaceTime. When you're in a relationship, because holding up the fucking phone <laughs> while you're talking, it's like, wait a second, this is like two exercises. You're going to get arthritis. Like, I can talk to you, but I need the lights off and I want to be in bed lying down, you know, with my AirPods in or whatever. I don't need to be looking at no, your face. No, also, I'm staring at myself the whole time. Exactly. I want to be able to scroll I'm, Instagram while exactly, talking to you. Exactly, exactly. I had a friend once, not a boyfriend, this is a friend friend, <laughs> and anytime I would be on the phone reading an email or on social media or anything while I was on the phone, he could could be talking and he'd go what are you reading and None i'm like business. why do you know that i'm reading something like how can you tell he's like i can tell by the way you're breathing i'm he's like, like your eyes are going left what? to right i'm like well that would be really annoying if we were fucking facetiming because then you'd fucking know for sure do you want to know something wild he had an apartment and the person older woman passed away next door and i bought the apartment next door so i have my own apartment next to his oh god that's solid Isn't solid kinda hot? plan yeah it's kind of hot and where do you guys live in brooklyn we live in the lower east side oh okay yeah. i'm thinking about moving to new york i'm going to look at a bunch of apartments tomorrow i mean you're such a new yorker i know it's Ugh. ridiculous that i've never lived here i'm like almost i'm 48 years old so i've never lived in new york yeah, city you're and you're jewish I'm like, what the, i know so we accept I'm gonna, you with open arms i know i know i know well you'd have to accept me because i'm and fucking you're new from jersey. here yeah you're i'm well, i'm from new jersey but i sorry thing. i didn't mean to call you out it's a tri-state area yes yes it's tri-state area with the tri-state area (laughs) as long as you're not from like upstate you know no 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 i'm not from upstate (laughs) okay what else do you want to tell me about yourself oh but i did want to talk about skiing with you oh yeah because you that's our biggest issue that's our biggest oh i like your little furry arms you're cute i'm very sweaty right now i'm sorry look how much i like your hairy i'm half italian oh yeah i can see it it's cute i like thank you are we flirting no okay so i think that i want to like skiing and but what did you say you you had a ski accident i had a ski accident because I really wanted to be good at skiing. And it's it's a weird thing because I'm competitive, but, like, you just get to the bottom of the mountain, so I'm, like, bored and scared. Mm-hmm. And then I cry all the time. Why? Well, I'm, like, new to it, so I'm, like, in a can't bush. cry. I will always find a, find a bush. I'm crying, but then I'll be like, oh, no, it's really cold. I'm not crying, <laughs> which I think is from skiing. <laughs> but, like, I want to know why you love skiing because I, I want to get the bug because all he wants to do is ski, but I can't. We can't change ourselves for men. Mm. Why do you love Skiing, it? Skiing because it's freeing. Like yeah. I love. Well, you are topless too when I, you do it. I, yeah, but not all the time. <laughs> I even love it when I'm wearing clothes. I love it even more when I'm fucking naked because there's just something so freeing about skiing down a and mountain your tits naked. Are so good. I know they're the best. My best feature. I can't believe my tits. I just I'm like oh my god. Anytime anyone sees them for the first time, they're like oh my god. Are those real? I'm like yeah, they're real. Look at them bounce up and down. <laughs> got a fun. Then they're like athletic tits too. Like you I can mean, do stuff with them. I'm not against plastic surgery. 
surgery because I'll do that, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't get fake boobs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If anything, I would prefer smaller boobs because I've had them my whole life, so I'm used to them. So yes. they're not that fun for me anymore. Yeah. But it feels, that's the other reason why I want to up my sex drive because it feels shameful to waste this body. My body <laughs> is so smoking that it's like, I feels like I need to share it, you know? But I do feel like the best part of sex is like the foreplay before of like the teasing, like will mm. we, will we not? And then once you do it, you're always just like... Okay. Yeah. Well, it's always good when you do it. Yeah. But back to skiing. Oh, yeah. There's a freedom. <laughs> there's a, a freedom in skiing down a mountain and being just like, and just ripping down a mountain. Like I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the sense of like strength. The strength of like the sense of freedom. Mm-hmm. I love being outside in that cold weather. Like it's very invigorating to me that feeling. It's not for everybody because well, a lot of people don't like the cold. They, you definitely get out of your own head when you're yeah. there because you have to be in the moment. You have to focus. What do you think about the douchey snowboarders though? Like they're like, mm, yeah. I mean, they're snowboarders like aren't you. my favorite. The only time I've ever been hit was it has been by a snowboarder. Right, I almost they've snowboarded into me several times. Or my friends, the only boards I want is the charcuterie board. Like that's all I want. I don't even like charcuterie anymore. I've decided I'm over charcuterie. (laughs) Hot take. Yeah, hot take is right. I'm charcuterie feels passe to me. Well, I've never finished one, and then I always feel guilty because I had like I'm back on the cheese, cheese and jamón because jamón is what they Mm. have in Spain, and I spent a lot of time in Spain, and I fucking love jamón. But Uh that's the only kind of like meat dish I want at that. I'm over charcuterie. It's I do just, like the food associated with skiing, though. Because hot yes. chocolate, you could drink at any time and no one judges you. Well, I drink you. margaritas. I go in for <laughs> 11 o'clock margarita break. At 11 a.m., I go in for my first margarita. Then I go back for at 1. And that actually gives me a more sense of, like, I even am more fearless once I have a little alcohol in my system, you oh know, for God. skiing. Because my ski, my ski buddies in Canada, where I ski, are hardcore. They yes. fucking are not fucking around. Yeah, they're doing blacks. So that's why I have to get knee surgery to get so I can ski and keep up with my friends. So I love how your ski season, like, everything revolves around your yeah. Oh, season. everything, everything. But having a, a, like, you have a legit hobby, and I feel like so many people don't have hobbies, and it's so beautiful that you love anything as much as you love skiing. Well, thank you. I was dating this guy a few years ago, right before I went away to Whistler for, like, three months. Yes. I go, now I'm going to Whistler, and mm-hmm. he's like, okay, so how long are you to be there? And I was like, three months. <laughs> and he was like, am I going to visit you there? And I was like, do you ski? Can you keep up? And he's like, well, I mean, I haven't skied. And I was like, no, then you're not visiting me. Like, it's over. I'm not like, babysitting you on the ski The relationship slope. is over now. We're like, not doing pizza skis together that's not no. hot it gives you the egg no, no, a no. guy doing pizza skiing no so I just don't even like that's how committed to skiing I am that even if I'm in the throes of a romance <laughs> I will prefer to go and leave that person to go skiing I love that but I was actually in Whistler when I got injured but what was your injury so I was on a green and it was called like easy out or something. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about yeah easy out and it, it was like early in the morning so it was very choppy and I was a little cocky like I, Des my husband would make me do Three-hour lessons, get lunch, then show him what I learned. Like, it was very intense. Mm, Three-hour lessons, I yeah. want to be, like, loved. And my dad was my tennis coach, so it's, like, some deep therapy thing. And I'm just, like, I will be great for this man. So I'm showing off. I'm, like, bent, bent. I'm getting my, you know, rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I hit an edge, and I fell onto my hand. So, like, my whole body fell on my hand. And then, like, my hand kind of got crushed. And I had to call the, the what's it called, Sheboygan? With the t- Sheboygan? What, what are you, that's a place in Wisconsin. Is that part of sh- the charcuterie board? <laughs> the toboggan. It's the poggin. Toboggan. <laughs> Sheboygan. I'm so New York. I have no idea anything outside New York. The, the toboggan came. So dramatic. Because it's just my pinky. And so when you broke your pinky? I, I basically crushed, like, all my oh. knuckles. Ow. It was bad. And yeah. I'm getting frostbite because it's, like, out. Uh. And I'm just lying there, and there's a video of me going down the Sheboygan. 
And uh-huh. it was so traumatizing. <laughs> and how did your boyfriend react to that? He, was he sympathetic to your injury? He was, but he thinks that I manifested it, which I think I did because I didn't really want to go skiing that day. Mm. You know, when you're just like, what oh, if yeah. I just, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. chucked myself down the mountain? Because I was tired. I, I was doing like tons of shows and I was like, I don't want to go skiing mm. this morning. Right. And he's really good. Have you been skiing since then? So I have some shows coming up in like Denver and Aspen and we're seeing. He bought me the, the like pass. Uh-huh. So he's trying to get me like back the out icon there. pass? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's pressuring me. Yeah. I had a boyfriend once who didn't care. I had a torn ACL from skiing again. <laughs> this is years ago. <laughs> All I do is hurt myself. So I had a torn ACL years ago in Switzerland, in Zermatt. I was yeah. also on ecstasy when I got into that accident. <laughs> so I just want to be very honest about that. And they medevaced me into a helicopter off the mountain. My friends were all like, you're a fucking loser. And then I went to Rome and, like, Florence and some parts of Italy. Other and half parts of your Italy. leg is, like, hanging And off. I'm just—well, basically, I was like, oh, I'll wait to get the surgery because I was already on vacation. And I was like, oh, I'll just tape it every day or yeah. wrap it, wrap it. And But my boyfriend just had no regard for my health, like, at all. Like, I'd get home every night. My knee would be, like, the size of a water balloon. <laughs> and I'd have to elevate it, ice it for, like, three hours. Yeah. And he was just like, all right, tomorrow we're going to the college. Sam, I'm like fuck <laughs> off, and so that so it's very important when people care about your well being. You like, learn about I, I people. Know. Well, I, I learned my about, right hand, but I also look. So what does that mean? So I, like, oh, because you're I, a righty. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't jerk my husband. Off. No, I don't know. Yeah, I was about to say. I was that. like, you know, when you put your hair in a ponytail, yeah. which who knew how important that was? I couldn't do it, and right. like, he was trying to do it, and I'm like, that's an ugly ponytail, babe. <laughs> and then I couldn't text fast. Because right. I couldn't use my hand. So that was a nightmare. Oh, well, So doing yeah. voice messages. All my friends were annoyed at me. Yeah, I have never ever once recorded a voice message. But I receive them. You know, they disappear, too. They vanish. Yeah, that's sketchy. Why is that? It's so unnecessary. Yeah, I know. It's like, what do you think I'm going to do? Forward your message to someone else? <laughs> Meanwhile, that's how I found out yes. they vanished because I was trying to do that very thing. <laughs> okay, we have to take a break and we'll be right back. Catherine, we're taking a break. Amazing. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like tours, hiking excursions, museums, aquariums, you name it. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Exactly. I went on Viator a couple months ago and got tickets for the Aquarium of the Pacific, and it was fantastic. Their portal is super easy to use. You can get access to all kinds of tours, events. It's really fun. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there is something for everyone, whether you're traveling alone, in a couple, or with the whole family. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app. App now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic. They are treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, we've got a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure. Peanut butter M&Ms. They're just another way to help treat ourselves in situations where we deserve a little added delight. Like listening to your favorite podcast or hanging out with friends. 
When I need a little added delight, I like to curl up in bed at around 5 p.m. with a good book and my dogs, Bernice and Doug. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back, and let's spread some positivity into the world together. And with peanut butter M&Ms by our side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as we dance our way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Named one of Oprah's favorite things in 2018, Cozy Earth's best-selling bamboo sheet set is temperature-regulating and incredibly soft. So this New Year's, make your nights extra cozy with Cozy Earth pajamas. Made from ultra-soft viscose from bamboo. Reinvent your sanctuary with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding collection. From pillows to sheets and blankets, indulge in the ultimate luxury. Luxury bedding essentials that provide peace of mind and endless comfort. Make every night a five-star experience with Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced, temperature-regulating bamboo viscose bedding. Cozy Earth's newest star is the Cuddle Blanket, perfect for sharing and softer than anything you've ever felt. This oversized plush throw is the ideal gift for a warm and fuzzy new year. Cozy Earth stands by the durability of its products with a remarkable 10-year warranty, promising a decade of restful sleep. Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today, up to 40% off site-wide when you use the code CHELSEA. That's code CHELSEA for up to 40% off site-wide. And? (laughs) And we're back. We're back. It's so fast. Okay, Catherine, what do we what's going on today, Catherine? We've barely oh heard goodness. a peep out of you. <laughs> I know. So we've got a bunch of very fun questions for Hannah, mm. but I think let's start with a little wedding question, a little a marriage mm. question. Sounds like your wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca says, Dear Chelsea, my best friend of 13 years is getting married. She's my sister and my lifelong soulmate. I'm her maid of honor and will, of course, have to give a speech at the wedding. The speech will most likely be during the ceremony, and I believe the best man will go the funny route, so I want to keep it classy, sentimental, and sweet. However, I don't see the spark with her fiancé, and I'm feeling <laughs> so uninspired in writing this speech. Break up the wedding. <laughs> she loves him dearly, and they're building a life together, and I trust her decision in choosing him as a partner for her life. But sometimes I'm like, really? This guy? Nothing is wrong with him necessarily other than having the personality of a rock. How do I find <laughs> inspiration? Sincerely, Bianca. I think that's your speech right there. Mm. Well, I would focus your speech on your friend and just make it about all of the incredible things you can say about her Mm -hmm. and how lucky he is to be marrying her. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to vouch for him necessarily or talk (laughs) about their connection. Obviously, at the end, you want to say, like, I'm so glad that you found someone who appreciates all these things, Yes, you know, to really drive it home. But you not getting the spark between them is really not important information for your speech. Yeah. You have to be a good friend right now. And she loves him and she's getting married and he's not an asshole or abusive or anything like that that you've mentioned. So there's no reason to take a stand other than just trying to make a great speech about what an incredible person she is and list just some of your favorite memories of her. That's good. I mean, you don't have to put together yeah, like a whole thesis statement essay. I like I love a quick speech. I love a three, four minute solid mm-hmm. to the point. And also... I don't know her personality, but, like, you can be funny, too, girl. Yeah. We did speeches, and my husband was, like, 
killing in his speech, like laughs per minute. You guys were making speeches, we at, did your speeches own at our own wedding. <laughs> that's funny. I think it's an Irish tradition. Oh, that's funny. So well, he was it, by, good for him since he's not fucking Irish. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, it's Irish tradition. <laughs> I guess because he's lived there the last like oh, thirty years. Yeah, so that's so. he's like this is what we do. And I was like, okay, now I have to perform my own fucking wedding. And he's killing. <laughs> and then I'm realizing I have to follow him. So I'm not listening to his speech. I'm going through my notes and my set. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I slowed, like, slow it down. After the best man crushes, slow it down, you know, get the audience calm again. Yeah. And and I, I was, like, sweet, and then I made a joke, like, I wish I met you earlier, like, when you were in your 20s, but I would have been in kindergarten. <laughs> and then we got, like, a little applause break, and I was like, fuck you, I win, and then I yeah. danced the night away. So don't be afraid to be funny just because the best man's going to be funny. Yeah. Like, you can crush it, too. Yeah, that I agree with that, too. I've been in this situation before, too, where, like, one of my best girlfriends, like, she dated this really fun guy, and he was awesome. They traveled. They did all this stuff. And then the guy she wound up marrying was just, like, this very kind of boring guy, plain vanilla. And you know what? They are now, like, 15 years later, like, so happy, three kids Mm. living in the suburbs. And I'm like, who knew? She's, like, thrilled with her life. They're deeply in love, even though he's, like, still very boring. But that's what she wanted, so. Yeah. Well, a lot of people want boring men, so. Exactly. I remember talking to my dad about this exact friend. And I'm like, you know, this guy, he's just, like, so vanilla. And my dad goes, you know what? A lot of people love vanilla ice cream. It's not exciting. It's not Rocky Road. but Vanilla ice cream is still vanilla ice cream. What kind of wedding did you have? So we, honestly, if I'm being open with people, elope. Like, just elope. <laughs> we, had a beautiful, we had a beautiful wedding in West Hampton. It was great. We brought the families together. But it, the, it adds up. It gets so expensive. And also, as a comedian, like, I always make everything about me. So the day was, mm. I don't like wedding attention. It's like happy birthday attention where you're like, oh, these people are forced to, like, clap for me because it's my birthday or my mm-hmm. wedding day. I like to earn people's affection. So it was very, I didn't love that attention on wedding day. But I think for someone who, like, never makes things about themselves, the wedding day is the most beautiful day. Yes, But for I a agree. comic, it, it wasn't. Comic, exactly. It was it's really, the last thing I would ever want for myself no, as a wedding. I was like, and also the whole, like, your dad giving you away. I'm like, yeah. my dad's, like. My dad's dead. <laughs> so he's not giving me away. Shout out to Shout out to dad. my dad if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Actually, both of Des's parents are dead. Are dead. Which is quite nice. <laughs> With that, let's go to Grinder. Tyler oh. lives in the South, and he is in a bit of a predicament. I just oh. want to preface, too. So this is a bit of a two-part question. Mm. I would love for us to sort of answer the question in the email a little bit, and then he's going to join us and give us a little bit of an update. So Tyler oh, says, okay. Dear Chelsea, I find myself in a rather delicate situation, and I would greatly appreciate your insight and guidance. The other Mm. night, during a sleepless bout at 3 a.m., I found myself mindlessly scrolling through Grindr. I have two different accounts, one with my face that I use regularly and another anonymous account for mere curiosity. To my surprise, I received a message from a nearby anonymous profile expressing interest in a late-night encounter and including explicit photos. Curiosity Mm. got the better of me, and I asked this person for a face picture, thinking they wouldn't comply since I don't share face pictures on that account. However, they did send a photo, and to my astonishment, it turned out to be my aunt's husband. Oh! I was taken aback, (laughs) to say the least. Now I find myself at a crossroads, unsure of how to proceed. 
Should I inform my aunt about my discovery? Should I confront her husband directly? I understand that staying silent is an option, but it goes against my nature and my personal values. My intention is to handle the situation with care and thoughtfulness, taking into consideration my aunt's feelings, our family dynamics, and the potential impact on their relationship. I don't know whether they have a specific open arrangement or an understanding within their marriage, and I don't want to make assumptions or create unnecessary discomfort for anyone involved. But I also don't want my aunt to be in a position without informed consent if she's unaware of his actions. Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Hi. Hi, <laughs> Tyler. I, by the way, this is Hannah Burner, nice our to meet special you. guest today. Hi, Hannah. So about a week after I wrote in, my aunt went on a two-week vacation to florida with her husband and <laughs> her husband your boyfriend <laughs> yeah and yeah no and so i was like okay i'm not gonna ruin their vacation like this is not a time to like blow it up so i decided to like hold off well what do you know when they're in florida my aunt finds out on her own about this Mm. Uh, she found Grinder on his phone. <laughs> and so my sister messages me and she's like, our aunt found out about this. They're going to get a divorce and she wants you to block his number. And I'm like, me? Like, <laughs> what? Okay. So, of course, I just played. I'm um, like, I was like, okay, well, I guess this is kind of off of my chest now without me having to do or say anything or implicate myself. But now there's no separation. I think they've kind of swept it under the rug. And I feel still a little yucky about it. And so I, I think my question now is, well, do I share with her what I know? I mean, I receive pictures. <gasps> yeah, I think you do. I think you do. That's your aunt and your loyalty should be to your family. And she should know because now they're not getting divorced. Now they're staying together while he's grinding on other men and like <laughs> trying to hook up. I mean, it's shocking. And which if she's fine with it, then fine. But he probably convinced her that it was like a one time thing or blah, blah, blah. And I think you should tell her the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, yeah, I feel like it's the kind of thing that after like four drinks at a family function, you're going to spill anyway. So you might as well do it in like an organized, correct fashion. Because <laughs> I know myself and I would it would be like on the tip of my tongue all the time and I'd drop it at the worst point And that would be real drama. Yeah. So. Luckily, we don't have that sort of family dynamic where we're all <laughs> noodling together. But yeah, I just, you know, I hesitated because I'm like, well, do I reopen this wound? Maybe mm. they cashed it out. Does she know the depth of it? And do I get involved? Yeah, I know. It's probably, I mean, listen, I always err on the side of telling people the truth, even if it's inconvenient and it's hard to hear. Like, I do it out of respect for people. Like, I think people deserve to know the full truth. And it actually seems like it's present this opportunity has presented itself to you in a way that you should, you should be telling the truth. You know, like, it, it came up. And you can easily say, listen, I know you guys, I heard from my sister that you guys were separating and then you were getting divorced. Or if you had, did you spoken to, to your aunt directly about it yet? I mean, has she mentioned that the divorce to you or no? She's not mentioned anything to me. The only thing mm -hmm. I've heard was from my sister. And then that was it. It's, it's almost as if it never happened. Well, and can I also clarify, do any of them know that you got these pictures from him? Because or was it just like, you know, and they don't know, you know, they know now, though. They all listen to yeah. Chelsea. They know Everyone. Know. <laughs> um, no, they, they haven't. And I, you know what, five years ago. I probably would have been like, oh, my God, guess what, everyone? But <laughs> I have like, 
<laughs> learned empathy and learned perspective. But if you were her, what would you want? <sighs> That's a really great question. I feel like I would want someone to tell me and without knowing what she knows now or how much she knows, I think I would still want it, but it also, I feel bad for her. It it is an uncomfortable situation and I don't want to embarrass her. I don't want to make her feel any worse about it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Maybe they're having fun threesomes now. Like maybe it's enhanced their relationship. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what, and at first I was like, well, I don't know their situation. Maybe they're open and it's totally cool. But then I'm like, that's not, I live in Kentucky. That's not probably what my. (laughs) No, because if she was going to divorce him right away, she obviously convinced her that it wasn't a thing or that he didn't do it Mm. or that it was a one-time thing. I think you should tell her. I think you should just say, listen, in light of everything that's happened, I know you and I haven't spoken directly, but I have to be honest with you because my loyalty is to you. This happened. This happened a couple weeks before you went on your vacation. I wrestled with telling you or not, and then I heard you were getting a divorce, and I figured, okay, that's there's no reason to tell you, and I no judgment whatsoever if you know about it and you're okay with it, but mm. I wanted you to know from me this is what happened. Yeah, no judgment. I love you. He probably was like, Grinder. I thought it was like a car appliance app. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I mean, any woman can be convinced of anything when they want to be, True. you know? Yeah. like Powerful. You yeah. know, and part of me, too, like, I get... <laughs> I get the the piece where, you know, however old he is, having those feelings or being gay or being bisexual is just like out of the norm, I guess, or not right for for people of his age. And, and, and so I get his perspective of like being trying to be secretive and not share. And mm-hmm. that that part's wrong. The lying part is wrong. But I wanted to protect almost like the person, you know prevent outing him and and creating a situation where he can't be his authentic self. And that's work he has to do, I know. But I've also been Mm. on the side of where someone's outing me or talking bad about me or calling me names. And so I'm trying to, you know, proceed with caution, I guess. I just don't want anyone to be in a situation. My aunt or him in terms of like his sexuality, if that's what it is, if it was experimenting, I don't know. I get it. It's a sensitive issue. Yeah. And listen, you're not outing him because she, first of all, now she already knows something's up. And I respect what you're saying. You don't want to out somebody, but this is a family member. The reason to do it is to be honest with her. You know what I mean? You don't want to keep a secret on behalf of this guy when it's your aunt. You know, it's not like you're outing someone into the world and saying, oh, this person's a homosexual. You're mm-hmm. saying to your aunt, this is what happened. This is what I know. I don't know that he's a homosexual, but mm-hmm. I mean, clearly he sent me pictures. This happened like you deserve to know this. And that's it. And if she doesn't, you know, and if she's fine with it, then fine. Then great. Yeah. Then they can carry on. But I think the truth is important. Yeah. It is hard to be the catalyst, though, of drama, like feeling like it's your fault. But like, what if she ends up finding the love of her life after this and he ends up finding the love of his life and they live more authentic lives and then you're the savior Mm -hmm. and then you go to heaven. And then (laughs) Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hannah comes and makes a speech at your wedding. (laughs) 
Yeah, I've been thinking about heaven a lot lately, so. <laughs> Have <laughs> you? <laughs> God is like, hmm, I changed the rules. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel like heaven's kind of gay, but anyway, that's another point. Yeah, heaven does seem like it's definitely like there's a lot of gay people there. Yeah. Yeah. After everything they've after everything they've gone through on Earth, I mean, it makes the aesthetic sense is gay, go, like sparkly and oh, light. It looks gay. The colors Dressy, are good. Light, that too. Angel wings. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of angel wings. I I agree. I, I think the right thing to do is to share and and say, like you said, no judgment. I just want you to know the whole story and do what yeah. you want. Yeah, I think, you know, you have to prioritize, like, her bodily autonomy and being able to make choices for herself over, you know, as Chelsea said, you're not outing him to the world, but over, like, basically outing him as, like, no, he is actively seeking hookups in person to your aunt. But also, like, I think maybe that conversation is not, like, showing her what he sent you, but, like, just maybe verbal and saying, like, hey, he did send explicit photos, et cetera. Yeah. Keep us posted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely He's keep like, us posted. I want to. I want to hear about this one <laughs> after this is all. After the dust settles. Yeah, I'll I'll keep you updated. I, I I will be very patient with her because I know it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chelsea, do you process. think this is like a letter? Do you think this is a phone call in person? What do you think? Where does she live? Are you and can you see her in person? I can. I can see her in person just about any time. Yeah, I think you should do it in person. Not a voice yeah. note. Not a voice, not a voice memo. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Or you could just DM her on Instagram. That's <laughs> that's intimate. <laughs> just message her husband on Grinder. There you go. <laughs> Actually, yeah. message them both together and just resend the pictures that he sent you on Grinder. Oh, God. Go, Does oh this God. look familiar? Does this dick look familiar? <laughs> and she's he like, didn't, we don't have didn't, sex, so I wouldn't He know. didn't know he was sending it to you, though, right? He didn't see your no. picture. He only, oh, I see. No. Sloppy. No. Very sloppy. Sloppy behavior. No. Yeah. He has a lot to learn. But how can you hook up with someone on Grinder without seeing their photo of their face? You just send dick pics back and forth and that's it? <laughs> Not me. I have to have a face. Like, I want to see teeth. I want to see... But other people... But you said you don't send your face, right? I don't send my face on that. So I have two Grinders. One's just for me being nosy. That's just a blank profile. And the other... <laughs> that's my fa- I know. I kind of It's like a Finsta. Them. Like a Finsta. Yeah. yeah. But what's the point of a fake Grinder? Like... For me, it's just like who's around. I don't like actively really message oh, people, oh, but just yeah. to know who's But finding out if your aunt's husbands are on it. That's exactly. that's a good enough Listen. reason. I wonder how many aunts <laughs> I wonder how many of your aunt's husbands are on it. One so far, how many aunts do you have? Oh my God. Every aunt is shaking right now. <laughs> I will call in another episode and we'll go through my whole family if you want. <laughs> yeah. Kentucky's crazy. Oh my God. Grinder <laughs> By the way, it's like the Wild West. So you don't know the half of what happens there. <laughs> or why. No, I don't. You need I don't. a little bit of the sex of grinder, like a little, a little bit of bit. testosterone. Yeah, from yeah, yeah, I do. It sounds like I do. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I can get it from your uncle. Yeah. It's funny though, because I feel like a lesbian dating app would not just be sending like labia lips. No. That no. wouldn't work. It would be like poetry. <laughs> It's like like nesting. I don't know if you've ever heard of the term nesting, but when a bunch of gays get together, it's, I mean, it's, it's fun and interesting. I'm not going to say I hate it, but. I think Chelsea needs like a fake grinder account so she can explore. (laughs) I think you should. That actually (laughs) would amuse me. I think. I'm not sure. I don't really like dick pics though. 
Out of context, they're aggressive. I don't really like to see pictures of penises. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I would rather just, yeah, not to see that. <laughs> she goes, I love it minus all the dicks. You're like, that's <laughs> yeah, not going to so work. That's not going to work for <laughs> me. Body parts. Well, Tyler, um, let us know what happens. I know you've got a couple of tough conversations out of you. Yeah, I will. I'll keep you posted, and I'm sure all will go just as smoothly as we hope. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. Bye, Tyler. Tyler. Thank you. Bye. Good to see you. Bye. Bye. Oh, I'm stressed. I'm sweating. That was a juicy one. Yeah, that was good. A lot of layers. A lot of layers. How cute. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic. They are treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, we've got a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure. Peanut butter M&Ms. They're just another way to help treat ourselves in situations where we deserve a little added delight. Like listening to your favorite podcast or hanging out with friends. When I need a little added delight, I like to curl up in bed at around 5 p.m. with a good book and my dogs, Bernice and Doug. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back, and let's spread some positivity into the world together. And with peanut butter M&Ms by our side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as we dance our way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Hey, L.A. Bound Thrill Seekers. It's Chelsea Handler, your fearless guide to the city of angels. One of my favorite things about L.A. is that you really can have it all. You can go from the beach to the desert to the mountains, all in the space of a single day. If I can start out gazing at the ocean and wind up après skiing, I am one happy camper. And there's more. Starting with great food, Los Angeles chefs and mixologists draw inspiration from their varied cultural backgrounds and the city's diverse neighborhoods, making for an exciting food scene. From game-changing taco trucks to 35 Michelin stars. And then there's the shopping. From exclusive streetwear drops to high-end boutiques, Los Angeles tastemakers offer up a dizzying array of styles in a single city block, contributing to the bold, wildly creative style that gives Los Angeles its very own look. And if you want to step outside and focus on your wellness, L.A. has something for everyone. Take in the breathtaking sunsets, find your center in one of the city's award-winning spas or gardens, do yoga on a rooftop, sample fresh produce at a local farmer's market. No other destination offers so many ways to rejuvenate and regenerate the mind, body, and spirit than Los Angeles. Buckle up for the L.A. roller coaster and embark on the adventure at discoverla.com. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings. Or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between. Love is at the heart of it all. Be love. Shop Pandora jewelry today. Find a store near you or shop online at Pandora.net. Our next caller is Cecilia. Dear Chelsea, I'm 25 years old, and I would say I'm a late bloomer in the romantic realm. I've never had a boyfriend. I went to a small high school where none of my friends really dated. Then for college, I majored in theater, so no straight men there. Then COVID (laughs) hit my senior year, and I also have a life full of loving friends and family, so I think this has also caused me to not seek a romantic partner. 
I moved to a new city two years ago for a fabulous job and haven't quite found a circle of friends that give me the support I need. I started online dating about a year ago, and after maybe half a dozen first dates, I decided it wasn't for me. I have had two other situationships, as the Gen Z would say, in recent months, and they both happened similarly. Both were guys at work who I had a foundation with of sorts, and they pursued me. We'd go on fun dates, and they were obsessed with me, as they should be. And then once I really liked them and tried to define the relationship, they'd get all distant. It's frustrating that both of these guys pursued me and then let things fizzle once I had strong feelings for them. Needless to say, I need to stop dating men in the workplace, but it's also teaching me that being upfront with my feelings scares men away, which feels like the wrong takeaway. My therapist said I should let them initiate how they're feeling, but that feels like a cop-out. I feel like I have no skills in dating or handling a breakup, and I feel like I'm so late to the game, I don't even know where to start. Cecilia. She's 25. Late 25. <laughs> Hi, Cecilia. Hi, Cecilia. Hi. <laughs> no. You're only 25 years old. You mean, you mean late to the game. Some people don't even have sex until they're 30. Uh, okay. I mean, I guess that's fair. I guess, I don't know. It's something that I feel like I've done other parts of my life that I'm like, oh, let's delve into finding a partner, especially like in the city I live in. I feel like I don't have a base. So like, I feel like having a partner would be nice. What city do you live in? Orlando. Oh, okay. Mm, water parks. I like to say, as an elder, your early 20s is all just researching. It's not even dating. Call it researching. You're figuring out what you like, what you don't like, what makes you uncomfy. Because there's no, you're not getting, you're not trying to find a husband. You know, you're just learning about yourself. And you don't really know that much about yourself in your early 20s either. Yeah. And you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Why do you have put so much pressure on yourself to be in a relationship? I guess maybe like a part of me puts pressure on myself. Like when I was writing in, I was putting pressure on myself, but like, it's not like I'm actively focusing on that all the time. I think just a part of me like puts pressure on myself, but I put pressure mm -hmm. on myself career wise and like other parts mm -hmm. of my life for sure. But it's not like every day I'm waking up like, how do I solve this problem? I'm single. Right. And, like, I'm not, I'm not, it's like not an intense problem. It's just like, I don't want to like be 30 and be like, oh, I forgot again to ever pursue anyone romantically. Like, I just feel like I have to make that a part of my life if I ever want that. I mean, relationships are hard and it could seem with social media that like everyone's in a loving relationship, but I think it's like the hardest thing. And you know how when you make a friend, it's so easy and quick. That's kind of like what you're looking for in a guy where it's like, we're not forcing it. I mess with you. There's not like, oh, I have to, it's not like homework. Like I have to study to be good at this. It's kind of like what we're talking about is don't worry about the men, worry about you. And then you'll be doing something you love, like skiing or something, and they'll find you, but you don't have to force it or research or like try too hard. Yeah. I've picked up bouldering recently. That's been cool. But like, I don't know, I guess I feel like I should be actively trying at least a little bit. But I think an oversight that many of us make is, or we, or a miscalculation is like, don't underestimate the value of your relationship with yourself. When you are a whole person and you really invest in getting to know yourself and being with yourself and finding out what you do enjoy, like, okay, bouldering, great. You like that, right? All of those things are good. Like, it's very natural. Not everybody has boyfriends in their 20s, you know? Like, I I had two boyfriends in my 20s in, in, the span, in a decade. I'm not a relationship person. I have relationships, and then I have to take long breaks in between those relationships. <laughs> because they fucking wear the shit out of me. <laughs> and then in those times when I'm single are the best times in my life. Oh so, like, God. honestly, like, you have to really build that relationship with yourself and get to know.
know, who you are and what, because sometimes in our 20s, like, there's a lot of us looking around, and not sometimes, this is like a society now. We're always looking at what other people are doing. We're looking at social media. We're looking at other people. They're in relationships. I should do that. I should do that. Why? Who, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you can make an effort and I, you know, you can make an effort. You're going to meet people naturally in your life as you go through your job, as you go through your social stuff and your hobbies. You are naturally going to meet people. If you want to put an effort in beyond that, then absolutely, then you do kind of have to do that dating thing or you have to put yourself in situations where you're going to constantly be meeting new people. And there are other ways to do that without dating sites. And you can join, you know, like a bouldering club or you can join a tennis club or you can join a pickleball club or whatever the fuck you're into. <laughs> You know, and you can meet people that way and use that as like, okay, at least I'm putting, I'm actively putting myself out there. But I have to tell you, when I actively put myself out there is when it yields the least results. That is so true. I meet people when I'm not looking. That's always what has happened to me. And I don't consider any of my relationships unsuccessful because they didn't work out. They were just parts of the things that built me up into who I am today and makes me understand myself even more. Now I know, like, I have zero tolerance for any bullshit. I have to be completely attracted or into someone to give you the time of day. Like, you know, I just don't have that kind of, like, young attitude about it anymore because my time to with myself is so valuable. Anthropocy, or amp, that was a word of the day. It was called the pleasure of being alone, the pleasure of mm. enjoying your solitude. Anthropony. Anthropony, I think, is what it was. Anyway, I was like, <laughs> oh, that's how I feel. Like, I love, I love my alone time. So, listen, it doesn't really, I'm not, we're not giving you, like, a concrete answer here, but I would say just lay off of it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Don't even think about it for a couple months and revisit it. Mm-hmm. So you can just kind of get refocused and recalibrate on yourself and then come at it and with a fresher perspective. If you're done with the dating sites for now, then give it a break and come back to it in a couple of months or whatever you feel like it. You know, I wouldn't put so much pressure on yourself to meet somebody. Ooh, that was amazing. Take fucking notes. That was heavy. But it's also, I feel like we're trying to say, like, we're kind of proud of you that you've invested in yourself because sometimes you'll only try to date people and you're just, like, doing whatever they like. And, yeah, do some apps. Throw yourself on some dates. But we're we honest, you're not missing that much. Early 20s, guys are confused. They don't even know how to finger <laughs> you. Like, you're confused. You So, like, you're not missing anything crazy. And by the time you're, like, 30 and you're that bitch— then you're going to level up and meet someone at that level with you. But that comes in investing in yourself. Yeah, yeah. Then you really have something to offer somebody up. When you really have put the work into Mm -hmm. yourself and you are comfortable in your own skin and know who you are, then you really are a catch. Mm. You know, not to say you're not one now, but it's only going to get better for you. So the more time you can spend by yourself getting to realize who you are, becoming a self-actualized person is going to yield much better results and much better people that, that are complementary to you and that are that are well suited for you. Because sometimes when we come from a place of like, oh, well, I guess I should be doing this. You're not really looking for the right things in a person. Ooh. And if you get married one day, you have the whole rest of your life. That you're going to be like, oh, I miss when I was early 20s and I could just hang out with the girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would say, too, like you moved to this new city two years ago. You know, you're kind of established there, but you haven't developed that friend group. And that's one of the best ways to like meet a romantic interest is through friends. So if you're going to pour effort into anything, maybe pour your effort mm. into like building a base of friendships and dating to find a group of friends, you know. And I love bouldering. That's cool. I mean, I've never done it, but I want to. <laughs> it sounds fun. <laughs> it's just easy to pick up if that's something you're interested in. Like, I'm what do not- you do? What is bouldering? Rock climbing? 
Yeah, but it's like rock climbing, but it's strategic. So there's like different colors and like you're not like strapped into anything. It's not that kind of rock climbing. It's only like uh, 10 feet off the Like ground. a spider monkey. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm going to Google spider monkey later. It sounds like some sort of semen applicant. Like, something to do with semen. Did, was that helpful to you at all? Yeah, I guess I just kind of have spent the past couple years building on myself and working on myself and not being invested in finding a romantic partner. So I kind of thought maybe now that I like I'm so established here in my career and I'm my friends here are like, okay, but like my friends and family back home, like I'm so secure in that, that like I thought this would be like a good time in my life to kind of like branch out. But we're saying like, no, keep focusing on like myself and like kind of go from there. No, I mean, you can branch out. You can do both things. But I'm just saying in the t- in the interim time where like if you don't want to put the effort into the dating sites, then don't then that you don't have to do that. There's no limit or time frame where you have to be with somebody. I understand the desire, mm-hmm. but nothing bad is going to come from you spending time alone and getting yeah. to know yourself even more. You know, two years is great. So maybe it's another six months. You'll know when you have like a real hankering and you'll definitely know when you meet someone and there's a spark. Mm-hmm. And that could happen also. And just it takes randomly. One second. Yeah. yeah. It takes one person. Yeah. Are you on the apps? No. She says I- she's over them. Oh, you're over. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying is I'm not really trying So that's like kind of where I'm at right now. We're kind of saying don't feel bad about where you are. It's great. And I would re-download the app. So you like doing your own thing and force yourself to go on like a date every couple weeks and see what happens. So I I don't really go on the apps because I like I've done that before and I've never had a dating app where I've been like, that was so fun. Even though we didn't have a connection, that was great. So I'm like, (laughs) "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." like go to the movies by myself, like take myself out to dinner. Like I'd rather do that than do that with somebody. Also, like, let the friends that you do have know, like, hey, do you know anybody? Put it out there that you're interested in meeting someone. And, like, people will start, things will percolate. People will start thinking about who they know and who they might hook you up with. (laughs) Well, Cecilia, keep us posted on what you do decide to do. If you decide to, like, work on friendships, if you decide to try out the apps again. Yeah, for sure. And who knows, maybe we'll run into somebody on this uh, podcast and we can set you up with them. We just have to find someone who lives in Orlando. (laughs) Perfect. Yes. Keep me posted. Have you heard of Ron DeSantis? Would you like to go on a date with him? (laughs) Oh, Chelsea, no, please. (laughs) Zaddy. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) All right, Cecilia, good luck. Bye. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We didn't uh, really help Cecilia. I know it. she's bummed. <laughs> I mean, she's yeah, bummed. I mean she didn't, but she didn't really want to do anything about it. So it's like I don't know. What are we supposed to just bring someone out of thin air and place her in his custody? <laughs> Finding a friend group and like solidifying those relationships, I think, is number one for her because she's been there for two mm. years. Like she hasn't been there for mm. two months and doesn't have friends. She's been there for two years. Don't you feel like that's that's the next move. Making friends as an adult could be so hard, though. But uh, she did say she, in her letter, she said she didn't have a friend group. But then when we were talking, she said she had some friends. Back but she was home. saying fret from home. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Orlando, it just sounds so <laughs> bleak. As soon as she said Orlando, it's like, well, that first you have to leave Florida, and then we can talk about <laughs> what's going to happen. You know? Uh, Orlando. <laughs> like, ugh. I know. It's tricky. Oh, God. <laughs> That's why I said water parks. I was trying to be positive. I know, but are those positive? No, I mean, everyone talk pees about in semen. It. Yeah, That's, semen. What's that word that you guys just said? The monkey spider monkey. Spider monkey sounds like you would find that at a water That's park. That's like once he comes. That's what it looks like on oh. my body. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, no. <laughs> Vanessa Gonzalez, who opens for me on my tour, I love she Vanessa. talks about men coming, and it's, no. it's so disenchanting. Yeah, it's always it's more just, like, a it's dribble. embarrassing. Yeah, I'm Men's faces when they come is embarrassing. No. You have to look away or just shut your eyes. How do we get here? I don't know. Spider monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic. They are treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, we've got a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure. Peanut butter M&M's. They're just another way to help treat ourselves in situations where we deserve a little added delight. Like listening to your favorite podcast or hanging out with friends. When I need a little added delight, I like to curl up in bed at around 5 p.m. with a good book and my dogs, Bernice and Doug. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back, and let's spread some positivity into the world together. And with peanut butter M&Ms by our side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as we dance our way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Hey, L.A. Bound Thrill Seekers. It's Chelsea Handler, your fearless guide to the city of angels. One of my favorite things about L.A. is that you really can have it all. You can go from the beach to the desert to the mountains, all in the space of a single day. If I can start out gazing at the ocean and wind up après skiing, I am one happy camper. And there's more. Starting with great food, Los Angeles chefs and mixologists draw inspiration from their varied cultural backgrounds and the city's diverse neighborhoods, making for an exciting food scene. From game-changing taco trucks to 35 Michelin stars. And then there's the shopping. From exclusive streetwear drops to high-end boutiques, Los Angeles tastemakers offer up a dizzying array of styles in a single city block, contributing to the bold, wildly creative style that gives Los Angeles its very own look. And if you want to step outside and focus on your wellness, L.A. has something for everyone. Take in the breathtaking sunsets, find your center in one of the city's award-winning spas or gardens, do yoga on a rooftop, sample fresh produce at a local farmer's market. No other destination offers so many ways to rejuvenate and regenerate the mind, body, and spirit than Los Angeles. Buckle up for the L.A. roller coaster and embark on the adventure at discoverla.com. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings. Or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between. Love is at the heart of it all. Be love. Shop Pandora jewelry today. Find a store near you or shop online at Pandora.net. We're back. We are. We're back with Hannah Burner. We're back. I do have a little quickie. This is from Caitlin. Dear Chelsea, I think I seriously need my ass kicked, ladies, and I figured you'd be the best ones to do it. I've been with my boyfriend for about 15 months, and we're absolutely in love. He's amazing. Great. Everything I've always wanted. I've waited a long time for him. She's 55. Oh. However, I find myself being hung up on the fact that I make more money than him, like substantially more. 
I've never been in this situation before, but I'm not so sure how to handle what I'm feeling. When we go out, he drives and pays, etc. But when we take it to the next level and live together, I fear there will be resentment on my part because I'll surely be covering more of our living expenses. Chelsea, I'm sure you've been in relationships with men that make less money than you. How did you handle it? Please help me get over myself. Caitlin. First of all, men have been paying for us for fucking years. So get over yourself, Caitlin. Who gives a shit about money? Be happy that you're in a happy relationship with somebody that you're attracted to, mm. that you want to fuck, and that you want to live with. Mm-hmm. Who cares about who makes more money? That I don't care. I don't have any resentment. It's sometimes not hot if someone's broke, but as long as someone can like pay their fair share of something, and you make more money, then you help out a little bit more. Mm. That's what a relationship is. Rich guys sometimes are the worst. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah, you don't want... To, first of all, no. You, this is very sexist, you know, to think that... that because Protect men. Chelsea. I know. I would never, I hardly ever, I know, I hardly ever defend men, but I have to say, in in defense of men in this one, like, Uh you have everything you want, and you're hung up on how much money you make. What if every man who supported every woman said that? That's just silly. That's silliness, and that's old thinking, and you've been shaped by your society. Mm. And if he, I'd rather be with a guy who loves his job, Mm -hmm. and loves life, and makes me feel good about myself, than a guy who's what, you want him a stockbroker that's, like, gone all the time yeah, and Hannah's cheating on you? Yeah, boyfriend sits on the couch. She doesn't even want to work anymore, and she loves him. She Retired. married him. I love him. I love Because I want to create a good life for us, and if that involves, like, me living my dream and me making money, yeah. we're all happy. You don't need finances from him. That's why you work. Yeah. And he can never control you with finances. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, Be, thank your lucky stars. Thank mm-hmm. you. You're welcome. <laughs> Problem right. solved. Good night. Kicked her ass. Hannah, this was a delight. You're oh a delight. Oh, my God. This was so much fun. You guys want to go see Hannah on tour? You can go to her website, hannahburner.com. She's touring all over the country. Is that correct? Yeah. And you can listen to her podcast, Burner Phone and Giggly Squad. Thank you, Hannah Burner. Thank you, Chelsea Handler. Thank you for being here. <laughs> okay. Chelsea, do you have some new dates for us? Oh, you know I do. You know I do. (laughs) I have a lot of, we added lots of Canadian cities. Canadians, I'm coming. We added about 15 new tour dates. I'm coming to Denver again, Salt Lake City, Vancouver, Richmond, Virginia, Santa Rosa, California, Gary, Indiana, Baltimore, Verona, New York. And about seven dates in Canada. So go to ChelseaHandler.com. I am performing everywhere. I will be on tour all uh, for the rest of the year and through December. And then next year, I'm going to be touring all year. So come and get it, you guys. It's good times, and it's a very much-needed reprieve from all the fucking madness that's going on in this world. So I'm here to bring joy and sunshine. Do you have a holiday-themed question for Chelsea? Please send us all the questions you need answered about crazy family get-togethers, arguing over which cranberry sauce recipe to use, and all your holiday drama. Just send your questions to dearchelseapodcast at gmail.com. Dear Chelsea is edited and engineered by Brad Dickert, executive producer Catherine Law. And be sure to check out our merch at chelseahandler.com. Are you ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic 
They are treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, we've got a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure. Peanut Butter M&Ms. They're just another way to help treat ourselves in situations where we deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness with Peanut Butter M&Ms. Let's spread some positivity. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stage and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, L.A. Bound Thrill Seekers. It's Chelsea Handler, your fearless guide to the City of Angels. Brace yourselves for a wild ride exploring the diverse food scene from taco trucks to Michelin stars like Pizzana or Leo's Tacos. Seeking serenity? Immerse yourself in soul-soothing moments with captivating sunsets at Griffith Observatory, rooftop yoga, and a stroll through the Getty Gardens. Your soul will thank you for this enchanting escape. Buckle up for the L.A. roller coaster and embark on the adventure at discoverla.com. Chelsea Handler signing off, urging you to savor every moment.